you know, we're going to pop in for Monday. Let's start a discussion. So, you know, we obviously hear every Monday at 9. This is our, what, 18th week? Probably 19. I think it's 19. And um, today's topics, you know, all the topics actually add up. Last week, we talked about the passion within the relationship. This week, we're going to discuss, you know, the cure, being the cure, not the curse within the relationship. So, you know, we're going to do what we do all the time and ask anybody who wants to answer the question, what did you, what do you think of the cure when you think of a relationship? It's obviously a two-part question. Yeah. So Molly, Drastic, and anybody on the side or on Facebook, you can answer. All right, my apologies. I missed that. I was trying to catch. You said, "What do you? What's the question again?" You said, "What uh, we said? What do, when you think of the cure in the relationship, being the cure in the relationship? What do you think of being the cure in the relationship? Yeah, being the yeah. cure. When you think of the word cure and then add it to a relationship, what do you think of? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is that the cure." insinuates that there's a sickness that you know or that, that there's a problem that needs to be fixed you know what i'm saying like why would you need a cure if the relationship is healthy mm -hmm. so the cure for a healthy relationship is is gonna be whatever would fix what makes it unhealthy what about you amali <sighs> I think the cure for our, um, our healthy relationship is communication, understanding, agreement, um, coming together to fix the problem if you think, both of you, if you think that there's a problem in the relationship. And any relationship, friend-wise, you know, significant other, parents, kids, I, I think from my, from what I think, that's what I think. And Eliza said love is the cure. Yeah. And when you um, think of the curse, what would y'all say? Being the curse in the relationship, what would you say? Mistrust, lies, being mistreated, being not understood, not um, able to speak your mind on things that's going on in the relationship. Okay. That's definite. What about yeah, you, Jocelyn? Yeah, I would agree with the examples that she gave. And um, when you say the word curse, you know what I'm saying? First thing that comes to my mind is anything that would veer it into the wrong direction. So something that curses the relationship is anything that would be detrimental to the relationship. You know what I'm saying? Anything that would cause it to be unhealthy, anything that would sabotage the progress and the, and proper development of it. Oh, definitely. And Melissa said that misalignment. Misalignment, yeah. So, um, what's going on, Joe? What's going on, Dea? How y'all doing? Um, so when we really posed this question, and when we said we was going to talk about the cure and the curse we were really truly discussing and talking about a mentality. 
So if you believe that, you know, being, being alone, and obviously we all have love and belonging, we all want to be connected to people, whether it's building friendships, partnerships, things of that nature. Obviously, we're just talking about personal relationships, so it's the friendship component and it's the relationship, partnership, romantic relationship component. But when we talk about the cure, we talk about believing that uh, adding people to your life and the type of people you're adding to your life is going to enhance your life. It's a mentality. So when we think of the cure, we think, you know, we, we, we all have bad relationships. We all failed in relationships. I mean, if you're up in age, you have experienced some form of failure within a relationship. And we tend to hold on to that failure. We tend to hold on to that and say, that's how our future is going to look. And that's how, so one person did us wrong and however bad they did us wrong, we tend to believe everybody that comes in our life is going to do us wrong that way. Everybody that comes in our life is going to mistreat us. And that's what we mean by the cure. If you start opening up and meeting people and you're thinking whoever you meet and add to your life, they're going to be an addition to your life. They're going to help solve your life. They're going to help, you know, be solution driven in your life. They're going to help all those components of your life that you feel are missing. And they're going to fill those blanks to make, you know, to make y'all both complete or multiple people a complete unit. And then when we talk about the curse, we obviously talking about the idea that you, you really believe that you're cursed. You really believe that because you failed in certain relationships, you're cursed or you're doomed to fail in your relationships going forward and moving forward in the future. And a lot of us adapt that mentality. We start to believe real life is all the pain. Real life is all the disappointment. Real life, you know, we start to believe the fantasy is the good things. The fantasy is love. The fantasy is having a strong partnership. The fantasy is not believing that you know, and having somebody that's there for you and having somebody that has your back and they don't have an ulterior motive that, you know, they have the right, the right, the right um, motive in mind. So think about that. What do y'all think about that? Well, well, I would like to add. Go ahead. I would like to add that every time we make a bad decision, every time we have a failed relationship, our self-esteem, our self-worth takes a hit. And so if we constantly make bad choices in relationships, we start to look at relationships as the curse. Like, I can't really connect with people. I don't want to trust anybody. I don't want to put myself out there. Then you start to, to, to be, you start to guard yourself. You start to disconnect. You start to just lose the faith of believing that there's actually someone that will not take advantage of you or someone that's a good match for you, because not everyone that's not a good match will take advantage. But every time you have a failed relationship, that's what happens. So what you do, you just, you connect with less and less people. You be, you stop becoming as vulnerable and transparent because you want to protect yourself. So that's what happens when you continue to, to, to connect with, with the wrong people. But if, we, if we, we took a step back and thought about why we connect with all those wrong people and what the pattern was, you can always course correct it. Like it's not connecting with people would not be forever doomed. You is not would never. It, it doesn't have to always be the curse. So I think that that's something that we need to always remember and not beat ourselves up about because that's what happens after three or four failed relationships. You're like I'm over it. <laughs> like I'm not dealing with people. I don't want any friends. I don't want a man. I don't want a girl. You know, like it. It, it, it starts to vicious cycle. 
Yeah, I'm working on self. And everybody's yeah, always talking about working on themselves, you know? Yeah. And you use that as a badge of honor, like, I'm going to work on me. Yeah. And yeah, to some degree, you have to rejuvenate. You have to, you know, basically, if, you, if you've been hurt, you know, you need to heal those wounds. But why is that not a group journey? Why is healing those wounds not something that you can bounce off the people that actually have been consistent in your life and the people that actually care about you? Why can't you bounce those ideas off of those people and actually heal as a unit and have them truly support you? Because sometimes you feel that um, you don't want to be a burden mm -hmm. or you want to deal with it on your own. So you don't go out and talk to anybody about it or try to seek help. You try to deal with it internally. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes maybe you want to look at yourself and see if maybe you're the problem. So you want to try to fix whatever you think you're the problem is before you can go back out there. That's why people say, oh, me too. I'm like, I'm working on myself. Definitely, but if your heart is broken, are you at the best? Are, are you in the best state to really examine that? When the people that are that aren't in that condition be a greater support? Yeah, that's true. But at the time, we don't look at it that way. I mean, obviously, yeah, a lot of us here. don't look at it that way. <laughs> yeah, obviously, that's why we're here to encourage people <laughs> to actually be the cure. Yeah. You know, to actually think about what they're doing before they close up. You know, but it's not just about the heartbreak. I'm just saying no. we could also, you know, we all have friends that are constantly in turmoil mm -hmm. and they're in our life and they feel cursed and they're bringing down the whole unit and the whole structure because of that. They're closed up. They're not building because of that. And, you know, you might have to distance yourself from that person because they're taking but not giving you know, and they're constantly taken. And obviously we're, we're taught, you know, you're supposed to extend, you're supposed to support, you're supposed to help your friend. But when you call somebody your friend, it's supposed to be give and take. A healthy relationship is give and take. You know what I mean? It's a circle of motion. And when you know that you're not in a healthy relationship, you're always giving or you're always taking. And obviously mm -hmm. the fakers never see themselves in an unhealthy relationship because they're only, they're receiving. Mm -hmm. You have to care about the other person enough to want to give want to and want to like reciprocate the, the love and joy that they're giving you so we're not just talking about okay you wounded and you're alone but we're also talking about the type of people you surround yourself by who are you surrounding yourself by that you feel like you can't you you burning them because you've been hurt how is that a burden when you hurt they hurt love is a group journey and when you believe that when that mentality is there you don't feel like you're burdening them. One, two, you know that they're gonna tell you if, if you're burdening them. Mm -hmm. You feel that they're gonna be honest, or why are they why are you around them? Why are they in your life if you don't feel like they can be honest with you? Or with you, excuse me. So what you think drastic? You sitting there, you're quiet. What's up? Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, like if you got a group, you know what I'm saying, that you're moving as one unit with. Mm -hmm. All those things make, make sense. Bounce those ideas off of your group. You know what I mean? Uh, let them help you with your burdens. And But if you don't got a group, you know what I'm saying, as you're, as you're becoming self-aware and reflecting on where you might have made those mistakes, you know what I'm saying, then it, it kind of makes sense for you to self-evaluate before finding a group. If you already got a group, you know what I'm saying, work with your group. 
but you're not in the right state of mind for one. You know what I'm saying? If if you got issues that you need to address, you know what I'm saying? To properly pick the proper people, you know what I mean? Like I don't know about um a person being cursed in relationships, but I think some people that like their decisions are cursed, you know what I'm saying? They're making the wrong decisions. And that's why they keep finding themselves in those situations, you know what I mean? So yeah, like sometimes you gotta step back and and, and evaluate so that you can make better decisions. Definitely, but that well, is people okay. think that they're cursed because they they a lot of people don't take responsibility for picking the wrong people, right? So they'll yeah. say like, I never ha- have the worst luck, or you know, if, if things are are they just automatic because they have had bad situations, they anticipate something going wrong anyway. So a lot of that happens as well, and 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 they're not saying, oh, I'm cursed, you know, but essentially that's what they're saying. Right? When they feel like they can't connect, when they really, when they're afraid to connect with people, when they think that something is too good to be true, that's what they basically saying. That it's too good to be true, something's gonna happen. Like this guy or this girl or this friend or this job, whatever it is, like they're like, it just can't, it just can't go as smoothly. Like we can't just get along this well. And I agree. If if I'm connecting with somebody and we haven't had one disagreement, it, I mean, it something's wrong. One of us is not one of us is not being true to who we are, right? So we should have at least one disagreement about something. But I think that people just go in thinking that, you know, things are too good to be true, things are happening, everything is too fluffy, everything is too nice, and and they're anticipating the negative. And I in the in the back of their mind or consciously, and they're not really maybe able to articulate it, they're basically saying that the relationship is that they believe that when they connect with people, they're cursed. Definitely. So yeah, people don't say it, but if they do say it. They just say it yeah. differently. That's that. I think that's probably the foundational problem is having that, is, is having negative beliefs. Those negative beliefs is gonna, you know, what I'm saying, cause bad things to happen just because you believe bad things is gonna happen. Definitely. That's what we're saying. We're not saying okay, I'm cursed. We're saying the mentality is cursed. It's a mentality, yeah. It's like it's me against yeah. the world. It's too many people in this world for you to still be thinking of it being you against the world. It's too many people in this world for you to be questioning whether you truly can find somebody that is compatible. You can find friends, you can find a group. The bigger question is if you're up in age or, you know, even if you're, because obviously in your 20s and, you know, in your teens, you're able to find friends fairly easy. But once you know you're out of school, you're not frequent, you're not being real frequent with going, you know, going to school or being out or going clubbing or doing whatever you do. You're going to work, you're raising children, you know, the friendships fall to the wayside, you know what I mean, the wayside. Finding a partner falls to the wayside. And you really need to start establishing yourself. You get what I'm saying? And saying, I can't, I shouldn't have to do this alone. You know, like we have, we, we, we take everything on our shoulders. We have children and we're like, we're going to do this by ourselves. Yeah. And it's like a badge of honor, but really you're causing yourself complications because anybody that has raised children, they understand like you have to see different perspectives when it comes to your children. You got to ask different people questions. You got to talk to teachers. You, have, you need a group. You need a village, you know? So it's the same with your, your, your self-worth. It's the same with how you deal with things. You need people to bounce ideas off of. You know, people go crazy sitting in rooms by themselves. You know that, right? when they believe their ideas is all that exists, you know? But when you have people that 
are your greatest, you know, like we always say your friends should be your greatest critics, but they should also be your greatest support. And in supporting you, they're going to criticize you and make sure that you are doing all the right things. But when you're doing the right things, they're going to promote you. They're going to be your greatest cheerleaders. So you always should have people that are actually keeping you grounded and actually saying, listen, this is important. It's important for your mental health. It's important for you to always open up. It's important for you to keep us in the loop. You get what I'm saying? So going back to what you were saying, Drastic, like if you don't have a group, you need to really look at why don't I have a group? Why I'm not establishing a group? Because there's a lot of people out here doing all the wrong things. They got a group. Yeah, they do, right? <laughs> they have a group. So if, you're, if you believe that you're a catch and you believe that you're the right type of person, why don't you have a group? Not saying you per se, but why doesn't a person have a group so when their romantic involvement maybe breaks off or has turmoil, they have people that support them. When their friendships are done, they have romantic partners that support them or they have other friends that support them. You know, love is, is definitely a group journey and we are disappointed by people at times. But at the end of the day, we start the discussion, we have the dialogue and we bring people in to help support us. Well, yeah, good relationships should rejuvenate you. It shouldn't It shouldn't turn you off because, Definitely. like, you know, I've had my fair share of bad relationships and it still didn't, I still want, I still was looking for people like myself, right? So I thought that, you know what, I, I met this person and they weren't the person that I needed at that time. And, you know, but that didn't mean that I couldn't find somebody else that was similar to who I was right, who believed the things I believed, who had the same principles. And I just kept looking for those types of people. And yes, like we talked about last week, um, you know, your, your, your circle gets smaller, right? So you don't have a large pool to pick from, but you only need a few friends anyway. As you get to a certain age, you have a whole bunch of responsibility and you don't really have the time to spend with a thousand friends. So you keep your circle small. And that's basically what I did. Like I never lost focus bad relationships like I never lost focus about like with what I truly wanted and believing that that person was somewhere out there I just haven't found that person yet now I'll be lying if I said that my self-esteem didn't take a hit my self-work didn't take a hit because you know I sat back reflected and thought about what I did what what I could have did better in the relationship right and it it did it it, it rocked me for 2.5 seconds but I had people around me to remind me that yeah I may have done a couple of things wrong within the situation but I did all these things right and that I should not lose focus on trying to find that person that's right for me. So we need those people to remind us that. It's, it's, it's like you said, Aziz, like romantic partners, friendships, but even children. Like I struggled with, you know, my child became a teenager and our relationship drastically changed. And I was just like crying and it was like bad. <laughs> and if I didn't have my friends to lean on, I don't know where, like how that would have even turned out you know what I mean but because I had my friends there to remind me that I'm still a good parent we, I just need to learn how to parent her differently because she's changing and I need to understand that and I can't just just you know deal with her like I did when she was nine years old and that you know any any parent out there you want to hold on to those younger you know innocent years when they're up under you they go from that to like why are you in my room <laughs> like you know what I mean I'm like what do you mean woman you know it, it becomes a thing you take it all personal but if I didn't have my friends around me to level set me and 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 talk to me talk me through it it would have been a really it would have been rough for me to get over it 
or even to to even see beyond what I was seeing. Like they was able to see things. I was all in my feelings. Like, and they was able to see things that I wasn't able to see because I, I, I wasn't even thinking clearly. Because all I'm thinking like, she's slamming the door in my face. Well, she doesn't, but she doesn't, she's very distant right now. And I don't know how to connect with her anymore. And they were there to help me with that. So you need people around, not just, you know, for the fun times and not to bail you out, but just, just to be that level of support and to bounce ideas off of each other and to be honest about what's going on so they can help you be the best person that you want to be. Definitely. What's going on, Joe? How you doing? Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Yeah, welcome back. Welcome, yeah, welcome back. back, Joe. Thank welcome you back, Joe. Thank you, Molly. What's yeah. up, Drax? Hey, how you doing? Good, bro. Join the discussion, man. What do you think? Yeah, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts of what Jerry just said? Listen, I, I just, I'm learning the opposite of what y'all talking. Um, basically, you know, all the people that I was able to lean on, I think were using me more than anything else. Like okay. Using me for a ride, you know, using me to, you know, just do different things. You know, some things were positive, but you can tell that they were using me. Okay. You know, it's just hard. It's just hard. And I just took a turn in my life, health-wise, you know, that it woke me up to a sense of sometimes it's best for me to stay home. Mm -hmm. That's where I get all my positivity from because the outside world is rough. Outside Yo, I got a, it's a dope quote that I heard. I can't remember if it was Aziz or his mom, who's my, who's my godmother. But one of them one day said, Yo, there's nothing wrong with somebody using you. There's a problem when somebody misuses you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it was Aziz. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it was my mother, but I actually. Oh, it was your mom? On Facebook. Yeah. Oh, Miss Brown. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Brown. <laughs> but I actually, you know, I actually thought it was dope that she said that because it's the truth. Like, we look at using as a negative, but we all use each other. That's the whole point of the partnership. Somebody does the same thing you do. <laughs> It's harder to have a closeness than if they do something you really don't do, y'all can come together. So what Drastic said is very important. And as far as you, Joe, like, that's what we're saying. We're like, okay, why, why do we allow our faith to be broken that quickly or that easily? Like, if you believe in something strongly, if you believe that, you know, let's say you believe love is a group journey, and I'm not saying you probably have a group, but at the end of the day, if you believe love is a group journey, why do you isolate yourself? If you're still in the world, then there must be good in the world. It can't just be one Joe. It can't be one drastic. There can't be one Amali. You know what I mean? We all unique in our own. And when it comes to faith, like when it comes to love, if we all searching for love and we're all searching for some form of belonging, then we, yeah, we can find that person or them people that actually help us build a, a group and a network that can actually help us get to that next level. Yeah, you might've been used by these people. You might've been, you know, you might've been questioning because you had a health scare. You might've been questioning who's there to truly support you. And maybe none of them were. But at the end of the day, how many times you call them out? Because you still know we believe in accountable love. So it's two sides to it. Yeah. If you don't call them out, then it's not it's not their fault because you didn't do your part. You got to take ownership on your end. 
if they ask you for a ride five times in a row and you give them a ride five times in a row without asking for something in return, then obviously, you know, you're allowing yourself to be misused. You get what I'm saying? So you sometimes have to look in the mirror. The cure is your mentality. The cure, like we do believe in love. So the cure is, 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 is your mentality. It's how you view the, the, the destination. And never stop until you get there. So one person you interact with, they treat you a certain way. And obviously people hurt us um, dangerously. Where, you know, where it really steals our soul, right? Yeah. But again, why do you believe the next person is going to do that? Why don't you believe you deserve? Why did you let them steal your self-worth in the process? Why don't you believe you deserve somebody that makes you happy? You deserve a great feeling. You deserve all those things. Why did you now become the curse? Because a lot of us, all we do is become everything we don't like. Yeah. We become closed. We become distant. Everything that we disliked in the person that hurt us, we become. Why? Because that person stole our faith. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So... Don't become, don't become the worst parts of the human being. Be the best part of the human being. The best part is always looking for those groups of people that's actually going to help you navigate through life. Life is not hard. We make it hard. Yeah, we sure do. We make it difficult. We Why? Do. Because we want to do everything alone. We want to say we could do this. We get validation through overcoming adversity. But why can't you do it together? You got to lift the couch. You got four people helping you. Isn't it an easier lift? It is. Yeah. But instead, we choose to break our back just to show how strong we are. That's not strength. It's a weakness. Our inability to connect with other people is a weakness. And until we understand that, we're never going to see it as a strength. And until everybody continues to promote Self, 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 independent, independent, independent. Yeah, it's cool to know that you can do things independently. That's a guarantee. That's a part of who we are. We need to know that we can do things independently before we get into relationships because we know we can, if we have to walk away, we can walk away and still exist. Right. But that shouldn't be your destination. That should be a goal to help you get closer to your destination. Your destination is figuring out who you are, figuring out, you know, really having a great sense of self and then now connecting with other people because that's the destination love is the destination and love love can't exist without it being a group journey you sat in a padded room how who are you loving right, right, right. we talk about self-love like obviously i know we don't really agree with it like if you just love your if love exists just in you then you can sit in a corner by yourself. Yeah, pretty much. You don't need other people. But we, we, we do feel a lot stronger when we have people in our lives, don't we? Yeah, it does feel Positive good. Positive people. Positive yeah. people in our lives. You know. Yeah, yeah. And it all comes crashing down when, we, when, when, some, when the relationship blows up, right? So I think that's the, 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 both, the both ends of it. Like, we, we understand that we're better in numbers and that, you know, when we have a, a healthy group of people around, things run smooth but then the opposite of it is when things are not going too well 
it's all you could think about is the things that are not going too well. You don't ever think about how how things were just all good just a week ago, right? And so you forget all about that and you just harp on the negative. And anytime, we all, we all know anytime that we start anything negative, nothing really positive comes out of it. Because either we're holding ourselves back because we're, we're self-sabotaging, um, we're, we're, we're making choices and decisions that we not even may not even be fully aware of or even want to be honest about because we're already thinking it's going to fail. So you never go in giving 110% thinking that you're going to fail. And that's what, that's what the issue is. We go in forgetting that there was a good side to the bad side and then all we think about is the negative. And then we lead with the negative. And then we connect with people that also feel, uh, understands the pain. So then you're, you're creating a relationship based on another negative you know what i mean like we we often connect with people that are doing something for us at the moment so if if, if i meet a homegirl she's like if i believe that all guys ain't crap and she believes the same thing we pump on our fists and we we're the best of friends right mm -hmm. but really like if we were really connecting on something a lot more healthy then we could we could probably create a lot a better a healthier a solid relationship Mm -hmm. I mean, do any, any like, you guys agree with that? Yeah, that's like that's where the um that's where the self awareness and reflection comes into play. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're continually connecting with people, um, with 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 a negative glue that that glues y'all together, or I, I I can't think of the word I'm trying to say, but there's a commonality between the two of you, and it's negative, and that and that seems to be the common thread amongst different people that you interact that you're connecting with. You know what I'm saying? At some point, you need to take a step back and be like, "All right, let me let me get rid of some of these uh, negative commonalities and, and 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 turn those into positives." And then I can, you know, what I'm saying when I connect with people in the future, it'll be positive commonalities. You know what I'm saying, and not negative ones like they've been in the past. Definitely. But the destination should be, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, get you, get you, you know, get you some loved ones around you and stuff like that. As long as that's the destination in the end, you know what I mean. But you know the I believe that the strategy sometimes is, yeah, take a step back, reflect, become self-aware, improve your deficiencies, and then connect with people, you know what I'm saying, with positive commonalities that you share. I need to move back down to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at now? No. Where? State. Your capital, your capital. Oh, 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 Albany. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> But where's Zoom call ways, Joe? <laughs> yeah, but, but I yeah. so Inez Inez mentioned um I hope it's Inez and the X is silent, so forgive me. But um raising teens is a thing she's raising she, I'm assuming she's she. <laughs> I'm like all sorts of wrong right now, but um they, they're raising a teen as well and it's a thing. And um yeah, it is a thing and I hope that you have support. Like what are you doing to, to help you get through that? If you could share a story, that'd be great. And, and Maureen said, the thoughts you have, whether positive or negative, grow. So you want to plant positive thoughts like seeds because they will grow. It's hard to do this in relationships because the negatives of our past pop up and tend to take over. Raise your hand, Inez, I believe, with the ex-silent. And um, you could be a panelist. Oh, she did. Or he did. I don't know. We'll see. 
<laughs> but yeah, you're right. But it, it's the thing about it is like when you're in the oh, hi. <laughs> when you're in a relationship, um, Maureen, you have to be aware of your negative thoughts and don't allow the gremlins to take over. Yeah, you have to think. You have to think, Kira. Kira, like, how could I? How could I solve this? How can I do this in a positive way? Don't never give in to the negative thoughts. Anything that tells you you're less, don't give in to it. Anything that tells you you can't climb, you can't get up, don't give in to it. Anybody that, you know, you feel is putting you down, and we're not talking about somebody that's telling you you're doing the wrong thing and trying to put you in the right direction, and then you feel like you're getting put down. We're talking about somebody that's actually putting you down. You have to establish, you know, let them know, listen, I'm not going to allow you to put me down, have the discussion. And see, you know, see if they apologize or if they don't, you know, you have to move on. But it's all about staying on the positive path. Like, what's your destination? Your destination is positivity. So that's what's the important, the important piece. Well, are we yeah. saying your name right, Inez? Uh, with the X, my name's Christine. <laughs> oh, whoa, I'm all the way off. <laughs> uh, but you can call me Zines. That's how people know you. Zines. Okay, got it. That's what I was going to call you. Oh, I know. I'm a little slow. Well, so I just found out about your guys' group today. And uh, I joined because I I really, I believe this is a conversation that needs to happen. And so far, I'm just, I'm loving everything that I'm hearing. And, um, you know, I want to touch on a couple of things if I can. Of course. I wasn't planning on being in video today, but. You know, the group thing, I'm really feeling like I love seeing um, as many males here as, as I'm seeing. And I'm really like, it's in my heart that, that men are able to have groups where they can talk about things together, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, I just had a relationship end and um, I just don't feel like there's enough support for, for men, really. I mean, I just don't. I have a million and one girlfriends and I have the ones that'll tell me the truth. I have the ones that'll say, screw him. Let's light a fire of dog poop on his porch. I have, I've got all the friends, you know, I, I've got the ones where that's I'm like. The negative, that's the, Maureen, that's the negativity we was talking about. Don't, don't <laughs> put the dog poop yeah. on the porch. But I mean, I have whatever support I need, I have, right, with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And I just don't really feel like it's the same for men to be able to have these conscious conversations. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm short-sighted, but I just don't feel like. And I'm over here on the East Coast, so maybe that's a difference too. But um, I'm on the West Coast, I mean. Oh. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I said I had teenagers too. I'm a single mom with two teenagers. My son uh, just turned 13 last week, so pray for me. At that age. 13-year-old boy, 16-year-old girl, and uh, it's a thing. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's so a thing. The joy begins. Really? This is when parenting, you know, gets so another level. It is. Yeah, I like to. So I'm a therapist by nature. And so I love to tell my clients when it comes to teen, I go, listen, it's the same thing as before they were five. You just try to tell them, don't put that in your mouth and don't kill yourself. Like you just try to keep them alive. Don't put that in your mouth. And stop trying to kill yourself. That's parenting uh, toddlers and teens. So happy to be here. Happy to listen. Uh, Thank you. We appreciate, got, appreciate you being here and having and adding your insight. We do, we do. I mean, I would say that men have the support, they just don't utilize it. You know, yeah, they, don't, they don't talk about, they don't talk about relationships. I'm around men all the time. 
and all they do is talk about anything to avoid talking about relationships, you know, sports, things of that nature. And anytime I've been around men and I've challenged them to have discussions, they actually sat down and had them discussions. And a lot of them feel like a lot of them been told that they can't really talk to women. Like they don't speak the same language. Women right. don't listen. They're going to do what they're going to do anyway. And so they close up and the communication barrier sets in, yeah. you know, but in actuality, it's a big part of the relationship for them to actually communicate that to their partner. It's important for them to have those discussions with their partner and let them know, listen, it's okay. It's okay to have the discussion. It's okay to, for us to disagree. Like to, to the point, it's okay to be honest with me. And if I cry and pout and storm off, you know, like understand, stay in your convictions and understand yeah. I'll be back to apologize later. But like, a, a, you know, relationships, a lot of men feel relationships are a woman's thing. And it's really our thing. Yeah. But let's, 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 ask, let's ask the men on the panel. Jasmine, ask a good question. What do the men think about what she, what she said? <laughs> <laughs> Joe? I'm, listen, I'm open for conversation. I don't care. Male, female. I'm here to talk, you know. Share my feelings. Tell people how I feel. I'm, I'm just an open person like that. Amali and Drastic, they they both know me, so I'm, I'm wide open when it comes to talking, whether it be male or female or group of male and females, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's. Excellent. But what about the, the the support? Do you feel that you do you, that you have support <clears throat> now? Right now, I'm going to be honest with you, the support that I have is home. You know, outside of home, it's, um, it, it, it's rough. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's rough, you know, like, you know, people, I don't know, I don't want to, maybe I can blame it on, on the virus, you know, just people just acting strange. Mm -hmm. I mean, you it's know? a strange time. It's definitely it's, a strange time. It's, it, it's rough, you know, I just, we just... We just came back from um, Boston, spent a couple of days <clears throat> down there and everybody's in the air, you know. Everybody's wears masks, but they're out there somewhere, you know. Um, in Albany, you know, up here, everybody just seems confused. <laughs> right, Molly, that's why, that's why you took off, right? That's why I took off, yes. Right <laughs> on TWA and kept that moving, kept it moving. You what know, about you, Drastic? Yeah, I guess I feel that, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Um, like, even the conversation we're having right now is not the norm. You know what I'm saying? Because I believe there's a there's an expectation on men. All strength, no weakness. You know what I'm saying? So certain conversations, the average man is not going to have because they view that as weakness. They don't, they don't want to put themselves in a position of being vulnerable or being transparent or possibly exposing a weakness that they want to hide or conceal. You know what I'm saying? But, you know... So yeah, overall, I believe that she was accurate when she said that, that a lot of men don't have support. Some of it is self-imposed. Some of it is, you know what I'm saying, another man is gonna look at you crazy if you bring up certain conversations or, 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 or you're being, or, or you're seen with a certain level of weakness, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, my, my personal approach to it is, you know, I'm just a transparent person. Whether, whether I'm in a personal relationship with somebody or whether it's 
a casual conversation, you know what I'm saying? I got a level of discretion to where, you know what I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be exposed too much to a, to a perfect stranger, but, you know what I'm saying, that, that honesty and that transparency comes with a part of my personality, you know what I'm saying? So, gen- But generally speaking, yeah, I believe, uh, you know, most men don't have the support that they need and they don't have the outlets to be able to, you know what I'm saying, discuss. But if we're talking about strength and we're talking about, you know, men are raised to be strong and focus and and be leaders. Like my my question to Joe, same same as any other uh, any other man. Why when I walk in a room and I mm-hmm. talk to men about relationships, you know, I take the lead, and they tend to open up. We tend to have the discussion. We tend to start talking about the issues we're having with connecting with the opposite sex. We tend to have discussions about the issues we're having with other men, you know? So every room I've walked in and every time I talk to different people, like I sit on the basketball court right after, fin- right after I finish playing basketball. <clears throat> and just sit and talk to a bunch of men on the court about relationships and they open up, you know? So it, it's, it's beyond, it's like we're not starting a discussion. So like on in Joe's case, like why can't you be the uh, piper and actually see something strange in the in your community or something strange that's going on around you and, and be the change that you want to see? You know? You always pointing the finger and looking for somebody else to be that change. But when you're talking about strength and you're talking about sh- true strength, it's stepping it's stepping up, it's looking somebody eye to eye and doing it, being exactly what you want. In a partner, being exactly what you want in the front. You know what I mean? Go ahead, Christine. Okay. I was like, how do I do daylight too? She on the daylight. (laughs) (laughs) You know she's a different country. (laughs) So um, so I'm really curious about a few things. So number one, you know, it's really kind of funny because I told you I'm going through a breakup and we're doing conscious uncoupling. So it's very sweet and kind and loving and gentle. But right now we're kind of in that truth telling phase, right? Mm -hmm. Um and so he's finally actually telling me things that bothered him, right? And he's like, you didn't appreciate the toilet paper I bought you. And I was mm. like, what? Right? <laughs> and so I'm like, um, that would have been really cool if you told me the moment you didn't feel appreciated that I didn't, right? So now it's all this time later and the relationship is over and we're, we're doing our processing. But I'm, you know, I feel kind of really, um, it's a bummer to me. It's really sad to me that he... He wasn't able to communicate that he didn't have that kind of male support. And I tried to get him involved in men's groups and so he could learn how to have conversation, basically not be afraid of confrontation. So what I find typically is, is men don't want to have the confrontation. And so they'll do just about anything to not upset a female, right? Cause we can, yeah. whatever that is, it's our emotions or our anger for me, particularly, I'm a very passionate person. I'll say I'm passionate in the great way and I'm passionate in the not great way but I feel everything intensely and I express intensely. Right. So, you know, he didn't want to bring things up to not rock the boat, but that actually ended up rocking the boat because I didn't know he knew there was an issue. Now I'm sitting here like what happened to our relationship? And he's he's like, right. And then now I'm sitting here like, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like that could have been a four second conversation of, I appreciate the toilet paper, but I don't like that kind. So let's not get that in the future. Um, but I'd rather have that than nothing, right? So mm-hmm. it just wasn't communicated. So my curiosity after kind of the long way was, I love hearing 
men and women talk about this. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm, an, I'm on an island because I'm very transparent and very open. If I'm having a relationship problem, I'll talk to people because I feel it's normal. Right. And I would actually like it to be normalized. I don't want it to be this behind closed doors, you know, no one needs to know our business kind of stuff yeah. because like that isolates. And then, and then he feels exposed because he's Mr. Quiet and behind closed doors. And like, how does everybody know? And I'm like, well, if I don't tell people what's going on in my life, uh, how are they going to know how to support me? Mm-hmm. So it's this kind of like double-edged sword. So I'm really kind of interested in, in, you know, your guys' journey. I'm new to the group, so I don't know. You sounds like you guys know each other. Um, how did you get to this place where it's like, let's start having live chats about relationships? Like, how did you get here? If, and if you don't want to go over that, I understand. Maybe you could tell me in a different oh, we way. We have a company called Lovers Group Journey, Relationship Builders. We have sessions with people. And during the pandemic, we knew that a lot of people was home and struggling. And we knew that having discussions um, regarding relationships was going to be very important because people were going to be in close proximity. They was going to have to really deal with each other head on. They didn't have the escape of going to work and the escape of going outside and things of that nature. So we said, you know, we're going to now give back and not talk about it, but we're going to be about it. And we decided to start, you know, let's talk relationships. I mean, we have a podcast and we have other other outlets, but we wanted to really, you know, meet people head on and meet people where they at and have, start this group and have a discussion. So that's why. And, I and, and, and really show people that these relationships actually exist mm-hmm. and they can exist. And, and sometimes we get in the way of, of making things like this happen. So Aziz and I have proof that it can happen. So we wanted to share what we have with other people to, to show them that it can be possible. Definitely. But, you know, I wanted to touch on something that, that um, Christine said in a general sense. And we make it, we tend to make it, we, we just had a whole, we just did a message on the move. We have, uh, we have like a segment called message on the moves where we talk for sometimes a minute, sometimes two minutes, sometimes 15 minutes, but we talk about different topics. And we just did one, it's, it's, not out, it's not out yet, but we just did one. Um, we don't agree that women are from Venus and Mars, you know? And it's really balance of power. It's really who is the person that is the more dominant person in the relationship. The other person kind of closes up. So we're picking partners that really don't connect with us. And for whatever reason, the disconnect starts at the beginning, but one person is pretending to be something, or maybe both people are pretending to be something to coexist, versus actually picking a partner that you know you know that you deserve. Like Christine, in your case, if you're transparent, how did you end up with a quiet person? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, great questions. Um... So I think our story is kind of fun and, you know, I probably bought into that a little much because I'm a little romantic. So we, we met one day at, um, I was eating at my favorite salad bar and I asked if I, you know, I kind of noticed him at first and I was like, he must be married to one of the girls that works here, you know, and, but I'm, I'm pretty ballsy. So he's sitting at one end and, and I was like, can I sit here at the end of the table? And he's like, sure. And I'm like, okay. And he doesn't give me any attention, you know? 
So I eat my thing and I'm doing my thing and I'm kind of just glancing over and I'm like, what am I going to do? Cause I'm a very much like a carpe diem, you know? And so he picks up this book and I'm an avid reader, you know, reading's a huge thing to me. And it's a book I have in my audiobooks, and I don't like the book. That's the funny part. So he picks up this book and starts reading and then it was over for me. And I was like, he's at my salad bar. He's reading a book. Like I got to. So I get up from my chair and I go over and I go, I don't like that book. I, I, here's one I think you'll like better. And then we just start talking, right? And I, I have been the, uh, you know, the one that led the way the mm -hmm. whole time. Um, so I'm definitely the more, the more dominant personality. I'm very outgoing. I'm not really afraid of much. So that was pretty natural. There wasn't um, a lot of competition there. But you're right. It did get to the point that... I would say I can't be the whole relationship. Like yeah. I can't do it all. Like at some point you have to show up. At some point you have to carry your own bag, right? And um, so, and that's a situation we were talking about patterns. I was listening, you know, when this first started, you guys were talking about some patterns and that, that is one of the patterns is that um, I don't feel met. I don't feel held. I don't feel like men can handle me. I'm far too big and powerful and all things and and i'm very emotional but i love it like like i don't want to change that about myself okay because i feel like i just live life fully completely i don't deny any part of myself so if it's a bad day i'm like it's a bad day and i love this i'm gonna really fuck this up bad day you know like i'm just gonna go for it or if it's the best day um or if it's just a blah day but i tend to keep ending up in these certain scenarios and like you said in the beginning um he was kind of like, yeah, sure. And his favorite, his favorite phrase was, I'll try it out. I'll try it out. And I was like, I love it. He's so open-minded. But I think what I'm finding out now is he wasn't so open-minded. He was just trying to please me. Definitely. Um, and he was building his case and evidence in his own mind without telling me. Definitely. And so here I am thinking like, wow, he's great. You know, I, I complained about the toilet paper and he didn't say anything. Right. So I don't even know anything's wrong and I'm moving on with my life. And he's been holding on to this, I'm guessing, for four months, five months now, this toilet paper thing. And this is the first day I'm hearing about it, and we're broken up now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, I feel defenseless now. The only thing I can do is apologize. But I'm like, he really, um, and, and don't take offense to this man. I'm just really trying to speak honestly, because I think this is about just being authentic, right? Of course. You know, like, of course yeah. No disclaimers. Just go. I, I really struggle with actually finding um, an emotionally intelligent and strong man. And I'm not saying mentally intelligent. There's, there's lots of very strong. intelligent. I mean, we talk I, about that all the time. We got a whole show on it. I struggle like crazy with that. As someone that I can just say, it's a bad day and it doesn't become a competition for whose day is worse. Or um, now the focus is on them because I'm saying like, hey, can I get a back rub and you take care of me tonight? I had a bad day it typically gets flipped somehow to, I don't get the attention, but now I'm taking care of them. And, you know, I really don't, I'm a feeling just like I, I, so what I would tell him, I told you I'm a therapist, but um, I say, I, I, it's like a champagne tower. All I want in the relationship is someone to, to just put water in my cup. That's it. Just me. And then I take all that water and I water a hundred but I just want the nourishment from my partner. He doesn't have to take all that responsibility. I just want him to nourish me 
knowing that I give so much every day, like every day. It's, it's a constant process and I love it. I wouldn't change it. I meant to do it, following all those things. But for some reason, that doesn't work. <laughs> no gets, I don't get my needs met and then I start acting out. You know, I start getting resentful or, intro, or bitchy or naggy or critical um, because my needs aren't getting met and now I'm tired of carrying the entire relationship. And um, so anyways, that was a really long answer. <laughs> hey, quick question though. Do you ever articulate what your needs are? Every single time, always. Yes. All of them. Yeah, she was just saying that it just flipped. But I wouldn't even think that, like like, like we, we say, it's chemistry. It's who you pick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so you're, you're trying to maintain, you're trying to maintain yourself within your relationship. When relationships become, you become one, right? You, be, you come together. Got each a separate entity, but y'all become one unit. And instead of picking a partner that makes you one unit, you're still trying to hold on to the things about yourself, and they're going to try to hold on to things about themselves, and it's a struggle, <laughs> right? It's a battle. Because it's not a man thing, because I'm a man that has the same story you have. Oh, yeah, me too. that's really interesting. So, this is what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with being a male. It has everything That's to do with, interesting. like what you said, being emotionally intelligent. So when you are emotionally intelligent and you're running into people that aren't in that same place or in that same space, they feel like you're putting them down. They, it is a competition because it's dealing yes. with emotions. It's dealing with relationships. And when you specialize in relationships, who wants to be around a fortune teller? Ah. <laughs> So, so it makes so it very difficult that. because they're getting trained versus being in a relationship. Yes, that's it. So, so I laugh so hard when you say that because I, you guys even talked about being cursed today. You guys are really, I feel like this talk is, uh, it's, it's so hitting home for me. So I go, because I'm a therapist, I think I'm fucking cursed in relationships because all I do is help people's relationships all day. But in my own, I can't do my own heart surgery. Um. So... You know, I'm like, okay, I can be world's greatest relationship therapist and I'm really fucking good. But then when I come home, guess who doesn't want a therapist? My partner, right? But I'm also like, so he'll be expressing something and I'll be like, pause, try to say that a different way. It's not going to work. You know? and like, but the funny thing is I'm, I'm actually putting down the teacher hat in relationship. That's one thing I've learned in this. I'm tired. It wears me out. You know, like you have to read five books to speak, uh, to talk to me. You have to watch all these documentaries. It's so much work for me. And I, I think that you're right. My, my partner picking, um, I kind of fell for like the salad bar and book thing. And I put a lot of investment in what we had in common, but I also didn't see that, um, they so much work. Was, so much work was gonna be have to be done just for us to start, and then I I get exhausted. I'm tired, you know. Like, Jesus. Okay, I'm gonna give you a really specific scenario. So we're just on family vacation. Is what started the breakup, and then other things happened since. And he had dating apps on his phone, and I accidentally found him. Right, um, my phone died, and I needed a map, and I was searching through, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And of course, I reacted, and He's just like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, that's not a good answer. <laughs> and then now we have to go through the process and I'm angry and all this stuff. And then it's lie, 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 then finally tell the truth. And I'm just like, this is so boring. 
So I can forgive him. You know, I can, I, I said, you know, it's a mistake if you do it once, but it's a choice if you do it more than once. And so everyone gets to make mistakes, but he literally gave me feedback of in the next relationship, you should tell your partner that you don't want them to be on dating apps on their phone. And I literally said, if I have to tell the next partner, he's a fucking idiot and I will not be in a relationship with him. And I felt that's really how brutal I've gotten. I mean, I have, I can be pretty mean. Um, I don't, I don't know. See, I think this is where we was talking about dealing with the, the curse. Yeah. Why are you mean? Why are you mean for being honest? Why are you mean for being honest? So I think, Okay. Actually, I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you, you don't, you never, your strongest quality is you never dumb down. You never passive aggressively call yourself something that you know you're not. Because it makes everybody else feel comfortable. It makes you feel so self-aware. You know, so it's a, it's, it's, it's a big difference, you know? So, like, we, we, we definitely have this, this group to talk about different topics. And I know you're new to it. But, you know, like, it's, it's very important to really understand what you're not willing to change. Yeah. And your strengths and live through them. Your weaknesses, like you said something that's valuable. If you're having a bad day, you, 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 you acknowledge it. But you should change it, though. Like, there's no way I'm acknowledging I'm having a bad day and I'm not looking at the people around me that's having a good day. And I'm not climbing to their level. Like I know when I'm not at the top of the hill and I know when I'm at the top of the hill. And that's truly understanding what's going on. That's truly connected. So if Jerry's having a, a great day, I'm having a bad day, she wins. Whatever I'm feeling has nothing to do with nothing because I gotta get to where she's at. And vice Agreed. And yeah. we don't we don't change that for anybody. And we no. obviously we tussle, we go back and forth because we're only just friends. So yeah. You know, but our relationship, we have one big village and, you know, we, 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 we work well together. We're a unit, you know, so we truly believe love is a group journey. So we have a lot of things that we do together. We have a lot of things we have in common and we both understand that we are strong personalities. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we embrace, we believe that having debates and arguing and going through all of that is, is the positive because not enough people are doing it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's positive so i'm so in the right place i'm so excited definitely i mean you always you always such a welcome. Win for me. you're always welcome it's such a win i need i really need to be around more more like people minded. i really relate well, to yeah, well, yeah, more like i do minded. have to dumb it down so we literally had the talk today and i was like how much of the relationship was bad for you and he said he did the math and he said 14 percent and he's not willing to work on it. And I'm like, you're crazy. 14% of the relationship was bad and 86 was naturally good. And but you think you can do better. And it's not. On it. You found dating apps in his phone. Like he's a mute. He doesn't talk. <laughs> he doesn't fit your standards. He, he makes you feel, he makes you feel like, you know, I mean, like who you are as a natural person is not up to snuff. And it has nothing to do with him being a bad person. But we're talking about compatibility here. So when you look and when you step back and you look at this, you know, it's about being in an equal relationship. Like that's, that's what we talk about, equal and healthier relationships. That's all, that's our mission. So yeah. how do you, we, we, we tend to fall for the person. 
And I always encourage people to have an ideal and four foot ideal and have a person fit that. Don't give it, don't give it up for anything. But your ideal should be based on your strengths and based on the things you want to make you a stronger human being. And if they're not making you a stronger human being and you're not making them a stronger human being, what are you fighting for? Because all the you get back with them, you're gonna resent them. It's the toilet paper, which make which makes no sense. Yeah, I'm breaking up with you because I bought the wrong toilet paper. Or she bought. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, it's a bigger it's a bigger thing than that. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. He doesn't feel like a. I mean, I could. He, he never felt like he never felt like an equal, yeah. and that was my issue too. I w I used to meet men that would appease me and agree, and I'm thinking I'm enlightening them, and and it's really like mm -hmm. they just don't want the problem, right? Because they can't really go against me. They don't want that fight, so they just go with the flow. And then they end up resenting me. And then mm -hmm. that was like a cycle that I kept going through until I realized that I was picking the wrong men because I really shouldn't, I shouldn't, shouldn't date guys that are just gonna agree with everything that I do say and want. And I also realized that it's I, I wasn't really dating people that I thought were my equal. And I and I would not be as feisty or be as assertive because I wanted them to I wanted to make them comfortable. But you should never be in a relationship where you're making somebody else feel comfortable. Like you guys should have comfort within each other. Like I literally used to date men that would cringe when we would be around their friends because they didn't know what what I was gonna say out of my mouth. Like you should never be around somebody who's gonna apologize for you. Oh, you know mm -hmm. how she is, or you know she says things that are crazy. Or you know what I mean? Like she's just gonna be direct, or she's brutally honest, or you know those things. So I had to learn that. I had to learn that I, I need to take a step back and find a guy that was gonna be my equal. And if that allowed me to be single for a little longer, then I'll be single for a little longer. But that's better than having to, than than dating a man that's gonna apologize for me. Definitely, Amali. You're another woman on the panel. What do you think? What do you think about men not having an outlet or men not talking or men not communicating? You on mute. We can't mute them. You gotta take your mute button off. <laughs> I think the reason why that they not open to discussion relationships is because of how some of them were brought up. Some of them were brought up to be you know, the men, the strong men, we don't, they don't need to cry, they don't have to do this, they don't have to do that, they just have to provide for their family. And all those other feelings and their emotion doesn't matter, it has to take a back seat to, to them raising their family and providing for their family and going to work and, and things like that. So that's why I think that a lot of men are not open to discussion, to having discussions like these. Most men, not all, most. So that's that's what I feel. And I would say there's something that we do teach our men in our society. And it's something that, yeah. But mm -hmm. to some degree, it has everything to do with the fact that, like, you know, when we went on the radio show, you know, shout, oh, yeah. out, shout out to Kingston Radio. You know what I mean? But... We went on the radio show and we was talking to, you know, we was talking to the panel about like me as me as a person. And I'm like, I'm straight, straight to the point. And women, you know, like we, women say that they want that. 
yeah, they don't really want it. But if I didn't, if I didn't, if I didn't stick to my beliefs and I didn't stick to my principles and I didn't think this was like a great, a great quality of, that I had, I would have been mute just like everybody else. Because it's like you're always offending, you're always hurting. So what part of the responsibility and accountability are women taking in the general sense? And I really, like, like we said earlier, we don't think it's a male-female thing because I watch Jerry go through it with men where, they, where she is the person that's open and wants it raw and they still don't give it to us. So it, it's really, it's really a, who, who the other person believes is the person that has the most power, unquote, is the more assertive person in the relationship. And they give oh. them all the pressure. Right. Oh, so I believe also some of them um depends on what the relationship they had with either their mother their sister their aunts or even an ex-girlfriend and that they are and they're open and they're honest and those females in their lives told them to oh shut up you don't know what you're talking about belittle them oh you know man if you're going to be whining and crying about all this situation so that kind of push all those feelings aside so when they meet someone else they they want to be the the yes ma'am the no man to that relationship because they're scared of opening up and letting their feelings out because they think that person would also treat them the way that those other people treat them when they were talking about their relationship definitely well, you know what I, you know I, you know what I learned <laughs> over time that any person that's agreeable, which is whether it's male or female, are not being totally honest. You can't agree with everything. Like that's impossible. And anybody yeah. that that wants to that agrees with everything, that's a red flag for me. So mm -hmm. in Christine's case, if he would be like, yeah, I'll try that, try that. Like I've been there, you know, and where, you know, you're like, wow, like this guy, like he would do anything that I put in front of him and he'll eat whatever I put in front of him. We'll go to any restaurant that I put out there, that I throw out there. But in the end, you realize that when, 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 when things hit the fan, you realize that the person's not really truly happy. They start resenting you and it becomes an issue. So mm -hmm. I realized over time that the person that's always agreeing, the, the agreeable person is not the person for me. I, I rather you tell me no. Like I, I love Mexican food. I'll drag you to Mexican restaurant every time we go out. You tell me no. Tell me no. I don't want to eat Mexican food today. You know what I mean? Don't let me drag you to eat every every restaurant that I want to eat at. You know. So those are red flags for me. So if I if if that's happening, then I then I know that yeah, you're not the guy for me because you need again because I am assertive and because like she said, like I'm like I'll bulldoze my way in and I I I want what I want and I you know. I need a person, I, I, I need to be with a guy who's going to be like, nah, I don't want to do that today. Like you, we were at the beach for five days in a row. Like, can we go swim? Can we go to the pool? You know, like that's the, that's the, that's the, the, the guy that I would need. I don't need the guy to just be like, okay, let's go to the beach again, even though I hate the beach. You know, the fake, the, the nice guy, the, I, you know, I don't want to ruffle any feather guy. Like that's not the person for me. I mean, and I realized that oh over time. Yeah. Here's a thought. Why, why don't more people why, why are more people friends with the opposite sex well that's true yeah why are more people forging relationships and friendships with the opposite sex so they can get that different perspective and that different point of i view. love male friends our accent yeah, but obviously when we are in those relationships what do we do with the opposite sex when our girlfriends or our Kick them to the curb. feel some type of way <laughs> so 
that's why a lot of people aren't going to be friends with opposite sex because then when they get a significant other, that person's insecure and the person really caters to that person's insecurity versus really stepping up and saying, this is a person that I'm going to be around. So you're going to have to figure it out or we mm. can't be together. They don't have a relationship. So there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack, but I do think when it comes to like going back to our topic about being the cure, I think that's one of the cures. Like having somebody like being unafraid to have pe somebody of the opposite sex in your life and really giving you that counsel because you shouldn't be in any romantic relationship by yourself neither. You should have friends. You should have friends that can counsel you. You should have friends that can give you that level of perspective from the other end so you can be the best person you can be. Like we obviously don't believe that you can be the best you can be by yourself alone. Mm -hmm. So you're better with, with the group. You're better with a bunch of people to bounce out their heads off of. Because when you have all that, it, when we have all them different perspectives and you're able to put it all in one place and work as one unit, and then now go back to your partner and say, I got this perspective, I got this perspective, and it's, we, found, we found commonality within those perspectives, and now we're having a discussion, your partner, I'm sure, would appreciate it a lot more. Because you can see it from that, their eyes, you can see it from that person's eyes, and it ain't just a partnership, it's a friendship as well. Like we talk about romantic relationships a lot. Like that's what a lot of people tend to go to. Oh, romantic, romantic. But friendship is an important thing also. Why is your friend, why are your friends not challenging you when you're picking men that aren't at your level or men that aren't going to be compatible or men that aren't going to put you in the best place to succeed? You know, it, it, take, it takes that also. Challenging the person, like why are you with this person? And that's frowned upon. Then they close up. I'm not telling my business. The point is telling your friends so they can actually make an assessment from, you are making an assessment with your heart. They're making an assessment for you with your mind and y'all working together. Mm. Well, we would, well, to go back to, 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 to talking about being friends with the opposite sex, you know, I, I was raised that, you know, being friends with the guy, with the, with the boy after a certain age was, was frowned upon, you know, and it wasn't like those relationships weren't really fostered. And, you know, I'm raising a teenager now. And that's one of the things that I, I appreciate about her relationship. She's friends with her, she has guy friends and she has female friends and they're platonic and she's fostering relationships with these, with these boys and it's healthy. And, you know, I, I was explaining to her too, like, you know, back when I was growing up, it was like, if I was a girl hanging out with boys, it was like, no, like you must be fast or, you know, that you can't, you, you can't hang out with guys. But for her, like, you know, I'm a progressive parent. I do believe in, in fostering relationships regardless of the sex. And it's nice to see her being able to have those solid relationships at her age. And I'm going to continue to nurture it and I'm going to continue to support her with that and, and let her know that it's okay. Like you should have friends of, of the opposite sex of the same sex and really, you know, create your community, create the people that you're going to be around and that it shouldn't be a specific sex. Like you should, you, you don't need, like we're raised that, well, I know I was that you're supposed to have like a tight, me being a female, a tight girlfriend. Right. But I could, as I got older, my, my, one of my closest friends is actually a, a man, you know, and we're straight platonic and it's, it's, and people look at us like we're weird, but it doesn't have to be weird. And I think that we should teach our children that it's not weird and that we should be able to create those relationships and those bonds 
because like Christina said, like then it, it allows the men to have another outlet. And it's not just their guys. It could be a homegirl that they're hanging out with and they could still have that outlet and the support that they need. And they learn to talk to women. Yeah, and they feel comfortable. An example, like my daughter, she's 18 now and she has a lot of guy friends and I, I, I allow that to happen, you know? And well, really you a lot of her that. guy friends- You don't allow it. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna do what she's gonna do. She's nine to me. <laughs> but um, like she, I would see her talking to her guy friends on FaceTime or whatever and I peek in here once in a while to see them and stuff like that. And a a lot of them come to her rather than go to their moms or their sister or their girlfriend a lot of them come to her and I was like wow there goes my baby you know what I mean she she knows how to to be there for people and tell them about her situation and listen to their situation and they can come together and um, figure out a way how to go about things. And I like that. I like that she's able to communicate with guys, not just girls as friends. You know, cause I always tell her, yeah, he's your boyfriend, not boyfriend, you know what I mean? But he's a boy and he's your friend. And some people used to be like, well, why are you having your um, daughter have, be friends with all these guys, why not? She's not doing nothing. I know where she is, because you know, Joe, you know how I am with my kids. You know, why not? What, what, what's the big deal? They come to my, they used to come to my house, you know, and stuff like that. I let them, I let her go to their houses because I want her to have a strong foundation, stronger than what I had. Well, yeah, you know? It takes the pressure off. At least you know yeah. they, they're fostering these relationships with these, with these guys, and it's it's they're, they're really working on a friendship. It's not the pressure of oh they they like me or we're gonna hook up or this. You know, like yeah. it it, it kind of takes the ease off. It it takes the stress away, and they could actually mm -hmm. really work on building that friendendship. And it's not yeah. young. If your yeah. if your if your if your daughter feels comfortable at a young age, then it's just become it's the, it's normal. Like it's normal for my daughter to have guy friends and like you said, mm -hmm. FaceTime and she's up all night playing video games with them and yeah. they come over, she goes to yeah. their house and it's 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 really they're just friends. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 I mean, all all day long for me, six daughters, <laughs> male friends here, they they go to their houses, never had a problem with them. That's yeah. Nice. Problem. No, they 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 come to the house and you know we we, we interact with them. You know it's it, it's trust. Yeah, trust and faith. Thought that the flesh is stronger than our principles. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what the problem is. We <laughs> thought the flesh is stronger than our principles, so we're naturally going to give in to, like like now we're animalistic. When I thought being human meant that you had reason and evidence. Like that made us human, our ability to reason and find evidence. So, yeah, we do have them urges, but at the same time, we're able to ration it out. We're able to make sense out of it and not give into it. But that's how we're taught. A lot of us is raised to believe that the flesh will supersede your principles. And if you raise your children or you you are, you have strong principles, let's not even talk about kids. But even as adults, if you have strong principles then you can lead through your principles and find the right people to be around. 
But if you don't have strong principles, yeah, you're going to keep repeating the same cycles over and over again. Like Vanessa, well, you know, like Vanessa says. Yeah, that's, yeah, thank you for tying that in. Like, um, do you find yourself being attracted to the same men? And if so, why, why are you? So Christine, someone on Facebook Live um, had a question for you. Oh, cool. Hear it? Who was it? So Vanessa wants to know, do you find yourself attracting the same type of people? And if so, why do you think that keeps happening? Um, well, okay, so I was single and celibate for before I met my most recent boyfriend. Um, because I really kept attracting the same men and I needed a break. And, um, you know, I'm not going to say I attract bad men or anything like that. Like, I think they're all pretty high quality human beings and, um, you know, good people from the heart. And I've had this mantra forever that, um, that I just want to be treated well. Right. And so I, I maybe probably go toward like the nice guy now. Um, where I, I had my days where I didn't go toward the nice guy, you know, um, and I didn't really like that. So I tend to go toward the nice guy now, but I kind of feel like it's the, um, the, what was it? The Goldie bears, the three bears, you know, this one's too hot. This one's too cold. <laughs> I can't really find my just right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I keep thinking that it's going to come in this, in this package, right? This nice guy package. But I think I'm finding what you were talking about um, instead, which is that I'm too big of an energy. I'm too well-spoken. I'm outspoken. And like, like what he said about the toilet paper, if I could really kind of clarify that too. Um, I, if I have a problem, I say it in the moment. I don't store it up. I don't wait. I don't, it's not so, so I might have a problem every day. I might have three problems every day. Okay. And with, with the partner that I was with, he felt, as you guys had mentioned, um, both of you, um, like belittled and degraded and like he couldn't do it enough. And he started saying these things at the end of our relationship of, I can't win. And then I was already feeling like, well, don't say that. Like, that's not fair. Um, I can either hold it in and blow up at you or just leave you and you not know why. Or I can tell you in the moment and ask you to correct it. And um, apparently he, he just... Held, he, obviously, he obviously held it in and blew up in the moment. So yeah. he, Right, right. So he, he actually did what, what he wanted me to do, but that's not my style. And so much of what you guys are saying really, it just really resonates with me. Like, I really don't, I love that you're doing this. I really just want to thank you so much because I, I do think when you're saying the, the community piece um, and you called my friends out, I think that was really cool of like, why, why didn't my friends say something? And they know that I just want someone to treat me well. And that's all I want. I, I'm really looking to kind of settle down into something and um i, think I want you to, have to change. well and i want to treat someone else well Don't and you, think you I, have to change your speech okay like i'm two i'm two we always well, say put two in front of a good quality i know I, I it's it's obviously hammering me down too like and i know in the beginning of the call um she was saying like um it ends up lowering your self-esteem. It starts messing with you. Like I, I may be this super strong personality and this go-getter and this boss babe, boss bitch, whatever you want to call it. But then when it comes to relationships, I'm really humbled because I, I, I don't feel met. Because so I'm constantly like something must literally be wrong with me. Like I can help all of these people and I can do all these great things. But when it comes to relationship, I'm all thumbs. 
right? And I don't, I don't get it because I don't think that's true. And I will actually say something. So when he told me today that it was 8614, um, I actually felt amazing about that because I was like, you know what? I was really being hard on myself of like another relationship and I hate starting over and that's probably a big thing with me. Like I'd much rather work on something that only has 14% than start 100% new with someone else. Um, but actually that validated and I was like, you know, I'm a pretty rock and roll. I'm a pretty great partner. Like only for 14%. To me, that's completely manageable. So I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, but you got to start asking yourself what people are bringing to you. But I Yeah, think you have to start Jerry, looking for an equal. Jerry's time. Well, yeah, you have, well, I would like to end by saying like, Christine, you just have to really start looking for an equal. It's not about the nice guy. It's not about making you feel good or treating you well that the person that's going to match your energy and maybe not in the same way or who's going to take your strengths and and love every part of it and yeah. that's who that's the person you need and that person's going to be your equal yeah so we're coming to a close so it's 10 26 so i would like to thank everyone who was a part of this discuss discussion because again it was a another great discussion. Um, I would like everyone to check out our um, website. We have a website called Love is a Group Journey and we have sessions. So we have our one-on-one -on -one sessions. If you are in need of some support and you wanna get Aziz and I se separate in a, in a private setting, you can, you can purchase our one-on-one -on -one sessions. We also have accountable parenting. So all the people that are struggling with their teenagers and you need support in that area, we can also help you with that. We have friends, a group of friends could come. And if you are believing that, if you believe that you hit a rough patch and you need that support or you need that mediator to kind of get to to where you ever you need to go, whether that's clarity on the relationship or or if, if, if the relationship decides to dissolve itself, whatever the case may be, if you guys need that help and that support, we have that as well. And then we have the six week sessions that we're having one coming week. We're, we're gonna have one starting September 3rd. And basically it's six people, it's, it's a group of people kind of like this forum, but it's private. And we work on relationship things. We work on building, um, on where we work with people that can be strangers or you can bring have a friend come along and we have sessions that help you strengthen the relationships around you so again those are the things that we offer say that again we show them how to we go through six weeks of showing people how to be more accountable in love yeah and and build and, and really build the strong foundation that they need around them so it, like I said, it, it's similar to what we have with this Let's Talk Relationships, but it's private. So it won't be recorded. It will be recorded for our purposes, but it won't be on Facebook Live. So if you're interested in that as well, you can check that out. And whoever didn't share this discussion, please share it. And um, we'll see you next Monday. Definitely. We appreciate it. Such a pleasure, you guys. It's so good to meet you. And um, I have, I have a, a radio show, and I want you guys to so message me. Um, we'll send you a message. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We also like to thank Harambe. Yeah, Harambe Radio. They had us Harambe. last week. It was yeah. cool. So we really want to thank y'all for having us come on and talk about relationships because it's, you know, it's another outlet, another place to really, really talk about relationships. So it's needed now. This, this is the time for it. This is definitely Absolutely. The Glad to have you back, Joe. We're glad to see that you're feeling Yeah, you look good. It's great Thanks to see good. you back. The mustache is off. Don't stop. Nice. Cut. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm trying to be like I'm trying to be like you, brother. I'm trying to be good, brother. But thank you, Vanessa, Monique, Dea, for being on on Facebook. Um, we appreciate you guys as well, and we'll see you guys next week. Okay. Good night. Bye. Bye, Bye. 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 B